This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money-making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and we're going to be talking about real estate for the next hour. Go figure, right? You're on a real estate show. So we're happy to have you here. Um, if you have any questions, we encourage you to give us a call on our off-air number, and you can reach me directly at 401-359-2338. Any real estate questions? The market it's very good right now for sellers. A lot of enticing things for buyers right now. A lot going on. Um, we have with us today a guest as well, Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage. And Matt, you can, by the way, check out at therimortgageguy.com. Go ahead and check them out, therimortgageguy.com. You can get approved for your mortgage there, pre-approved, and get ready to rock and roll with the best programs out there with a very reputable very reputable local lender. Matt, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate being here. And I uh, wanted to give everybody an update uh, that we just recently got licensed in New Hampshire. So wanted to add that to the list of um, different states that we can help in. So it's Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Florida, and now New Hampshire. So we're excited about that. We can help uh, you know, the snowbirds buy their house in Florida when it's if, if they want the warm weather and then we can help the, you know, the uh, the folks that like to go skiing and enjoy the outdoors up north, uh, too. So. Um, so, yeah. And also uh, this this week, I also wanted to talk about uh, the importance of having a local lender versus I mean, if you're a highly qualified buyer, you can pretty much call anybody that has mortgage license and you can get a mortgage pretty fast. You know, mm -hmm. if you have all the all your ducks in a row, great credit, great income, money put down. So if you can go anywhere, how do you decide where to go? And what are the you know, if every mortgage lender is you're the A plus client for them. Um, how do you decide which one to go to? And, you know, is it worth going with a local lender or is it something like you can go to one of these national mortgage companies that are just uh, a massive uh, Ferris wheel and they just keep, put, you know, pumping out loans that fit for, for people that fit in their box? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to name any specific mortgage companies, but we could probably, you know, pinpoint a couple come to mind right away. Um, you know, and what's the difference is, I think really what comes down to being a local lender is one, you know, you know, we, we all live in the same community together. So we're all uh, uh, see each other in the supermarkets. We can see each other at different events and um, and then in different parts of the state. And uh, so we're, we're all in the community together, which is which is a big one. But also when you're purchasing a home, it's it's a it's a it's an adventure that you're not on alone. You're on it with the people that you choose to do business with and the people that help you do that. So, you know, if, if I write a mortgage with somebody and there's a closing date, I don't just go away forever. I'm still around. We might not talk every day as much as we were when we were purchasing a home. But when things come up, when you own that house being a homeowner myself and helping every all the other homeowners out there that we've had a pleasure working with, we're 
there's something we, we've usually dealt with before if a problem arises. For example, uh, frozen pipes in their in their in their house. That that was a big one. A lot of people are going through that um, in the yep. past the past weekend. So you know, people, folks, and customers that have become uh, you know that we get to know really really well. Well, I'm one of the first phone calls that they've they, that they asked for is like you know how do I deal with this you know what do I do first and uh, that's one of the really great things that I get out of being a mortgage lender in my local community is being able to be there as a first response when something happens crazy at somebody's house. Uh, we work with a lot of investors and uh, you know learning the eviction rules. You know a loan officer that's 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 in the local community in California might not be very fluent with how to evict tenants and um, be the landlord that you would need to be in Rhode Island if you were purchasing a Rhode Island or Mass or anywhere of the local areas. Agreed. So, um, you know, it's not just getting you a mortgage and making you like getting you as, as best terms as we could possibly get, but it's also, you know, how to how to be on the top of your A game as a homeowner post-closing and for the years to come. Um, and I think that you get that with your real estate team there and, mm-hmm. you know, lenders, a big part of one. So yes, all the, all the programs are important. We need to know how to do loans very well. We need to set expectations really, really well. But at the end of the day, if you're an A plus client and you need that different, what's going to make the difference. Sometimes it comes down to things like that. Also, you know, if you're not an A plus buyer, but you want to be, and you need a little bit of help and guidance when it comes to you know getting your credit situated or uh, figuring out how much money you have to save down, save to put down. Then um, you want to be in touch with the local person as well because maybe it's a it's an appointment to go and sit down with them and review your credit report. It's really tough to go and sit down with a loan officer in. Tennessee, if that's where you know they're located, to really understand and learn how all this works. Um, so with a local lender, you have that ability to come and sit down and meet with us to go over that game plan to get you pre-approved and into a position where you can get a really great mortgage. Um, that's another benefit. So um, you know, everybody that's out there that's that's contemplating, you know, making that call, you know, who do you call first? My advice is to go with a local lender like myself or any of my coworkers. Uh, we're all here to, uh, you know, help whoever, no matter what the situation is, and really trust your real estate team to be able to take advantage of home ownership the way you There's should. A, Matt, I I agree with with everything you said there in regards to being local, having the ends with the local networks that can assist your clients. Um, versus maybe a huge call center type of mortgage place out in Chicago or California or Tennessee or wherever. Um, one thing I want to add in there, and by the way, if you're just tuning in, I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're talking about the Rhode Island and surrounding Connecticut and Massachusetts markets. I've got Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage here with us, the rimortgageguy.com. And he was talking about the difference is between working with a local mortgage lender and a national mortgage lender. And I wanted to throw in an extra point for you there. As a listing agent, right? I take on a lot of listings, Matt. I sell a lot of properties for my clients. They're looking to list and sell and relocate. They want the easiest transaction. They want a smooth transaction. And when I know that the loan officer, the company, and the underwriters are all local here in Rhode Island, 
I know that that's going to go so much smoother, whether it's movement or it's another local company um, that's here and running. I know that it's going to be a preferred transaction over a massive type of call center place where those loan officers aren't even licensed because they work for a big bank. They don't have to be licensed, which I think is crazy, right? I feel like local lenders, for the most part, have to go through more rigorous training. They're more in tune to the community. Like you said, they're more responsive and they care because they have to. They have to. I mean, this is right. Like (laughs) you guys aren't just on the phone. You're coaching the local soccer teams, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, here's the thing is, especially in our local market, it's the whole state's like a big neighborhood. So reputation means everything. And a reputation follows us everywhere we go. And we're in control of whether that's a great reputation or or, a really bad reputation. So when you're working with the lender that's in somewhere else in the country, their reputation doesn't matter because they might never ever come to the state or they might never ever do another deal in the state because they live in a completely different community. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're working with such, on such an important deal or a point in your life, like buying a home or a second home or a third home or whatever your situation is, or selling your home to buy a new home, you know, having that reputation that matters is key to making things go the right way Mm -hmm. there's an accountability tool there there's uh we're all working as a as a as a as a team you know me and you and the attorneys and the um selling agents and the buyers agents and we're all working to get things done home inspectors appraisers um insurance agents we're all working as a universal team that's going back and forth and when you have one person on that team that doesn't care about their reputation because they're not a local lender you will have some sort of hiccup happen most of the time does it happen where there's no hiccups yes it does you know and and that's great but the chances of something going a little wrong when you're working with one person that doesn't care about their reputation because they might not be local now you can start to see the differences of why it matters. So, well, I mean, never mind, not only local, but maybe not as invested in their career because they don't have to go through the licensing and rigorous training that someone like you would have to with a local mortgage uh, company. I mean, I don't know. I, and the other thing too, Matt, which I agree on, and, and we didn't really jump into too much is, other listing agents when they see a you know one of those big box type of like companies like come through they're leery because they've had poor experiences in the past where extensions have been made or dead you know deadlines aren't hit or they they you know try to get a hold of somebody off hours they can't get a hold of anybody like there's all sorts of nuances that go with the level of service that one would get as well too and sometimes they're like oh it's maybe it's a little cheaper or maybe it's this or that it's not necessarily the that's not necessarily true and also um the other thing too is even if it is you get what you pay for if you want to have a poor experience or miss out on the opportunity to purchase home because you can't get a hold of your lender for a pre-approval on saturday night at 9 p.m you know then you're going to miss out on a house and is that worth seven dollars a month savings i i I would say no you know i would say i I also agree there (laughs) (laughs) you know so i don't know but 
Great stuff. Listen, if you are tuning in and you want to see what you are approved for to purchase a new property, uh, or if you're interested or know somebody else that is and in, interested in taking advantage of the new $17,500 grant from Rhode Island Housing, Matt can assist you with that. Matt Movement Mortgage can assist you with that. They also have conventional veterans, FHA, and USDA loans as well with conventional programs as low as 3%, 5%, 10%, uh, you know, whatever you want to put down. Fantastic stuff. Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage, the RIMortgageGuy.com. Check them out. Matt, thanks so much for jumping on with us today. You got it. You guys have a good rest of your day and the rest of your week. And uh, we'll, we'll be on. We'll be back on soon. All right. You as well, too, Matt. Thank you. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with more. We've got Melissa Delena jumping on the show with Delena Law. She's always full of some great information. And who can't use some free legal advice? I can. We always can. Right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show powered by Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage. Now, back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate. We're covering the Rhode Island market and surrounding Massachusetts and Connecticut markets. However, we do like to tap into our network at Engel & Volkers with over 1,100 locations, 32-plus countries, five continents. And today, we are going right across the state border to our friends in Boston. We've got Danny Wang. He's an advisor here with us at Engel and Volkers in Boston. And today we're going to teach you, Danny is going to teach you how to send your kids to college for free in Boston. Danny, I'm intrigued. You got my attention. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Emilio. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. So we've helped many, many clients um, purchase homes for their children attending high, uh, colleges and universities in the Boston area. As you know, there's so many in our city. So what one thing that they do find out very quickly is that the dorm rooms and that the apartments around the area are very small. And it's not what they're used to if you're from out of state. Mm -hmm. So our job is to help them find a home that maybe they're more used to in terms of their lifestyle and their upbringing. And so whether you attend Northeastern, Harvard, MIT, um, there are only a select few of buildings that are full service and offer 24/7 concierge and these are the uh, these are the lifestyle um, capabilities that these buildings offer and that these um, people coming from out of state really enjoy mm -hmm. And so they ask us they say, hey you know what what, what can we find? within this price range um, for my kid, because you know we, we want something bigger than what he's living in now. He's living in a 10 by 10 box with a roommate. Right? Prison cell. <laughs> it's a prison cell. And, and, but, but this is what they call a dorm and they, they pay $60,000 a year for sometimes more. 60. And, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So what we do as advisors at Anglin Volkers in Boston is that we, we say, you know, if you purchase in a certain neighborhood with close to your school and in a specific building, you have an opportunity, you have a unique opportunity to come and potentially earn fifty to $60,000 in property value year after year. So we're talking seven, sometimes even more to, towards 10% um, of year after year property growth. And they're like, wait, my kid's tuition 
is fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. How is that possible? And I said, well, here is my proof, and it's just it's tried and true, and we prove it time and time again that when our sell our our buyers who turn into sellers eventually sell their properties, they're letting it go at around a two hundred two hundred fifty thousand dollar profit. And when you do the math, it sort of makes sense. Yep, absolutely. I love that. You know, it's all it's all a business decision. In a place like Boston, with the biotech, with the higher education facilities, and with all of the other financial and other industries, I mean, Boston is one of those markets that has always consistently been the best, not only in the United States, but in the world, and also literally is one of the reasons why Rhode Island has always done so well, because we take all of the buyers that are like, hey, I can buy so much more home in Rhode Island. I just have to go through that pain in the neck commute to get in. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's the reciprocal effect. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing, Danny. And I love that. I love that. You know, I, like a lot of people are visual, right? So breaking down the numbers, breaking down the stuff, looking at historic uh, our statistics that we have over time of the market. I mean, it's numbers don't lie. And despite the economy, again, Boston has always seemed to surge forward. Has there been a time outside of, say, the immediate effects of 2008 and nine, where the Boston market has gone down? Um, I, I would say uh, more recently where we've seen the condo market in the city. We, we have a surplus um, of inventory, um, some buyers, but most of the buyers in the area are really looking in the suburbs. Everyone's still what I'm seeing is they're still looking for some space. The students are starting to come back into the city and they're yeah. starting to not learn virtually. So we're seeing more and more parents come back during um, move-in week or parents week, right? So um, we, we are seeing a surge, but I, I would say that I would admit there was a little lull in the beginning of 2023. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so Danny, what would be as far as neighborhoods, right? For these parents who have students coming in, what would be the type of neighborhoods? And I imagine you're talking about multifamily homes, right? Or 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 single um, family or yeah, no, so definitely more multifamily, um, larger buildings. Some buildings have 42 units, 100, 200 units. Um, the, these are the types of buildings um that they're gravitating towards. Wow. Okay. And what what uh neighborhoods are you are you focusing in on? Like what would be your top two or three neighborhoods in the Boston? Boston Metro market that you would be saying, hey, we should be looking here. Here's the best opportunity. Yep. So the number one for me would be the Fenway area. So there's a little pocket that only a certain number of people know about, right? And yeah. there's this one uh, full service, full service luxury uh, condo building. And it's it's on the corner of the South End and Fenway area, and that has done very well um, in terms of investment. You'll you'll never lose on that, and property wise, because you have Northeastern, Emmanuel, Simmons College. <laughs> you have all these universities next to it, so you will always make your money there. And one that people don't know much about is actually Chinatown. So Chinatown, we have Tufts Medical, we have also Emanuel College, uh, Emanuel College's satellite campuses in Suffolk University. So they're actually buying more and more uh, buildings in this mm -hmm. neighborhood, whereas traditionally, all these Chinese families that own the buildings in Chinatown, they didn't want to want to sell because they they initially thought that their children were going to take over the family business. Yeah. Now they're realizing, okay, 
my kid but now lives in New York City or maybe yeah. lives in San Francisco. They're not here. I, <laughs> I want to retire. What am I doing with this huge building? So these schools are seeing this unique opportunity to come into a neighborhood of Chinatown, which traditionally has always been untapped. It's almost been impossible to get in there. And so I think Chinatown is going to be the next big neighborhood. I agree with you. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there in places that would have maybe been restrictive in, in some ways are now just opening up, you know, because people that were holding on to the bulk of the real estate, you're right, are selling it. And that that gives a huge opportunity uh, for some growth. Wow. I agree. I, I totally agree. I think if you look at the trends, um, you know, as soon as it makes the news, it might be too late. But if you have a good advisor um, and most um, all, all of the advisors at Engel and Volkers, no matter where you are, we I truly believe we are the best of the best. And we do keep a close uh, close eye on the pulse of all the neighborhoods. If you mm -hmm. just speak to one of them, they're really going to know what's going on and which which neighborhood is shifting. So um, I advise you doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, our, our network has been pretty fascinating. Anytime I pick up the call when I have clients, uh, you know, either relocating to, you've helped some of my clients, to Boston or to Naples, Florida, or even Rome, Italy, there's, there's so much opportunity there um, working within our brand to send them out to somebody who's competent, passionate, and uh, and will we'll take care of our clients uh, very, very well. So great stuff, Danny. Any uh, any other anything else you want to tell us about the the Boston market right now? Like what what else aside from higher education is fueling the Boston market? Have you seen a shift since you know rates have gone up and then back down? Like what are you seeing? Yeah, so we, we've been pretty fortunate in the sense that so many large companies, Fortune 500 companies, have moved their headquarters to Boston. As soon yeah. as you drive in now, right, you it, on that famous Zakem Bridge, we, you see the TD Garden, and then now you'll see a huge Converse sign. And yeah. then if you go down towards the seaport, you have the Reebok headquarters, right? And GE is finishing a multi-billion dollar headquarter right in the Four Point Seaport area. Wayfair is here. So um, we're, we're seeing a lot of movement to, in terms of that. And then on the other side of the river, of the Charles River, we have Cambridge, that houses all the biotech and pharma companies, right? Yeah. So biotech and pharma has done obviously really well during the pandemic, but they're also trying to pivot. They're, they're, they don't want to just be known as the vaccine company, right? They're, they're more yeah. than that. So they're, they're always hiring and they're, uh, they're very close to us. They're just on the other side of the river. And we all actually see a lot of them not wanting to live where they work. So they want to live in Boston, but they work in Cambridge. Wow, that's amazing. Great stuff. Listen, if you are, uh, you know, if you've been listening and you want to send your kid to college for free, you got to talk with Danny Wang. Or if you have any questions in regards to the Boston real estate market, Danny is there. We've got three shops down in the Boston area and uh, Danny can help you out. So check them out. You can reach him at dannywang.evrealestate.com. Again, dannywang.evrealestate.com. And you can let them know that you heard it here on the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show. Danny, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Emilio. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with Melissa Delena of Delena Law. This segment has been brought to you by Engel & Volker's Boston. Stay tuned.
This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on iHeartRadio. All right. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this next segment is powered by Delena Law. We've got on the one, the only Melissa Delena with Delena Law. Now, Melissa focuses specifically on residential real estate as well as actually commercial. I should just say real estate in general. Uh, we are most at Engel and Volkers for residential. However, uh, Melissa, your 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 firm is obviously deeply entrenched in the real estate community. You guys handle developments, you handle short sales, you handle easements. I mean, whatever kind of disputes, your fence is on the wrong side of the yard, whatever it is, you guys handle all of that. So anyways, welcome to the show, Melissa. Well, thanks for having me. Always great to be back. And yeah, I always tell folks, we do handle real estate transactions as our focus, but there are so many things that touch real estate. So we are often having to counsel clients on things that are outside the scope of real estate. Although we don't do divorces, divorce is something that's going to touch real estate. So we are often helping clients in a lot of different aspects. So thanks for having us. Yeah. Wow. You're very welcome, Melissa. So, you know, the market over the past several months, I would say since October, when it hit its peak seven, seven and a half, seven point eight percent interest rates. And then we've enjoyed the roller coaster back down a little bit, (laughs) five and a half or so. But either way, one of the segments of the market that has been heavily impacted by this has been condos. Right. And you wanted to talk about that. So take. Yeah, I. I think that, you know, condominiums are one that we often see is kind of the first to take the hit um, because there are so many restrictions that can come associated with condos that I feel a lot of folks will purchase a condo because they were priced out of purchasing a single family home. Mm -hmm. So when the market starts to downshift a little bit, you see that people redirect their interest from condominiums into single families or multifamily. So I do feel like condos are kind of the first to take the hit and sometimes the last to rebound has been our experience. Yeah, I agree with that, Melissa. And if you look at the inventory levels, you know what's funny is that single family inventory is down very far. Multifamilies are down very far. Condos are staying kind of consistent where they were. And we just had on Danny Wang of uh, from Engel and Volkers Boston who said, the condo market's oversaturated in the Boston area, okay? And this is, this Boston, you couldn't find a condo a year, year and a half ago over there, right? So, I mean, what you're saying has a ton of validity. And I can tell you from being in the trenches selling the real estate that people are looking for more affordable type of options and they're willing to forego the um, the amenities of some of mm-hmm. these condo associations in exchange for a more affordable payment. Yeah. And certainly, you know, talking about Boston or an area that is heavily and densely populated is going to be totally different, right? Condos are cheaper to build. You you build a box and then you just, you know, put the guts into it. So, and they don't have the land to expand the single family market like we see. And certainly the supply and demand issues that has been fueling this market for the past several years still may not impact condominiums as drastically as we've seen in other down, I don't want to say down cycles, but in other cycles where, you know, there's a little bit of a downward trajectory in real estate. And that was the reason that I thought condos would be useful to mention, because there's a host of issues that are uh, specific to condominiums, especially the small associations. And those are the ones that I was going to target today, because I'm seeing a lot of those. Um, You know, these are the multifamilies that two, three 
four units that have been converted to condos over the years. And yeah. we see a lot of those specific in Providence. Oh yeah. Um, we actually, we have one angle and Volkers in Warren, you know, we're, we're part of one and um, you know, they're, they're tough. They're tougher to get financing for They're non-warrantable, right? So you're not getting FHA buyers, federal housing administration. You're not getting them. You're not getting VA buyers, veterans buyers. You're not getting Rhode Island housing buyers. You just knocked out what 60, 50, 60% of the market. Right. And, you know, again, a lot of the folks that are purchasing condominiums as a function of the inventory shortage and perhaps financial restrictions, a lot are first time home buyers. So if you've taken away a lot of those financing opportunities, which is the primary reason that I wanted to bring this to light, you know, there are ways to get those associations FHA approved, but it takes a lot of doing. And it may be something that you have to work with a lender for quite some time. You know, these contracts aren't going to be 30 day closings because of the amount of back work that the lenders have to do in order to get us there. And for our listeners, so if, if you know, what Melissa was saying, just to kind of dive into that a little more, to get FHA approved, you have to, the, the bank has to be able to see all of the financials over the past couple of years for that condo association, needs to understand how much money is in reserves and needs to make sure that that condominium has more homeowners in it than renters. And the reason being is that the banks believe and the FHA believes that homeowners are probably going to take better care of the property than maybe renters may. So, um, you know, there's a lot of data that goes into it. There's a lot of time that goes into it, but there are banks out there that can get your condo association, you know, fully approved and ready to rock and roll. And if you would like to connect with those banks, if you're the president of a condo association and you're seeing, you know what, your values are staying stagnant or maybe even dropping a little bit, you can literally increase your condo values by increasing the demand by offering more financial um, you know, programs to buyers and we can help you with that. And that's something that is hardly ever talked about. And Melissa Delena with Delena Law, her, her, her bright mind, she brought this up. And I think that's a fantastic thing to do, Melissa. 401-885-3800 is how you reach Melissa for any, uh, you know, real estate legal questions, anything you need there. Or if you want to connect with her and a local lender to get your property uh, ready to rock and roll. She can help you. We can help you. 401-885-3800. So Melissa, you know, what's funny is that whenever there's a situation where there's a huge demand on the market, we saw this in the the early mid, you know, 2000, the 2000s, right? So 2006, seven, like right before the, the, the that crash, we saw a lot of people were converting multifamily homes on the east side of Providence, Edgewood area, like all these up and coming areas. And east side of Providence has always been like a, a hot market, right? But mm -hmm. but um, we see those conversions from multifamilies into those small condo associations. But then as the market changes, balances out, tanks, whatever it does in any of those situations, we start to see less of that. And it's important for our listeners to know why it happens. It happens because the owners of these buildings see an opportunity with a low housing uh, inventory to now chop one, <laughs> one building into three. And instead of selling that, that multifamily for 400,000, they condo it up and then they sell it and piece it out for say 600,000. So it's, it's literally 
it's purely a, a financial gain and you can't hate them for it. It's, you know, that's what it's all about, right? That's the the amazing thing with real estate is that there's amazing opportunities there, but those condo associations are hardly ever ran the way that they should be run. So we want buyers, of course, always to know what they're getting into, understand the ins, the outs, the pros, the cons, because there's pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you have a real estate attorney that can review all these items and do it for you. Don't go in at this alone. You always want to have seasoned real estate professional, a real estate attorney, and a bank that knows how to get condos done. That's my yeah, 100%, Emilio, because you know what you're talking about, these small associations do pose risks to buyers. Not only are they all going to get along, right? They don't have a management company to kind of serve as an intermediary, but more importantly, what if you have, as you were talking about before, absentee homeowners? They're not there anymore. Maybe they're renting. Perhaps the renters have stopped paying them and now they stop paying in any dues. So now you're in a position where if you're the only person living in that three family as a condo occupant, you're the one who's maintaining all of the carrying costs of driveway, uh, you know, snow removal or insurance on the property. And it can really create a financial burden because you're effectively now taking those three owners and making it one person's responsibility, which is a real problem for prospective buyers. Yeah, absolutely. It can be. So make sure you do your due diligence, understand the ins and out pros and cons to everything. And you know what? At the end of the day, everything has a price tag. So sometimes you're better off paying a little bit more getting into a very well-run condo association than versus getting yourself into the wrong you know, potential type of situation for yourself. But, you know, we only know after a full-on needs analysis, consultation and understanding what's good for you, what's not. Everybody has different needs, different wants and different, you know, um, location needs as well too. So there's there's sometimes where you can't get what you want unless you go in and get one of these smaller condo associations. It is what it is, right? So, you know, Melissa, while I have you here, I know you've been doing this. You've been in real estate law now for uh, almost two decades and you Mm -hmm. work extremely closely with the best in the business, regardless (laughs) of which real estate brokerage they're involved in. I mean, you're you're one of the go-to attorneys here in Rhode Island for real estate. So in your firm. So I'm curious on your thoughts of this Rhode Island housing first time buyer program that you hear everybody Mm -hmm. talking about. It's a $17,500 grant that they're giving to first time buyers um, with a very low inventory market like we have now. Okay. Do you see this program ultimately helping or hurting buyers? Curious. Uh, such a great question. And, you know, I, I understand, right, the idea is that it could potentially hurt buyers because now you have an influx of buyers entering the market that may have otherwise been priced out before because the 17500 is such a great opportunity, which it is in its own right. No one can turn down seventeen five. I mean, I would, I would love to take advantage of free money. Um, but you're right in so much as it's only creating an increase in our demand requirements, which were already strained because we don't have enough supply. So, you know, what I had talked about earlier, the macroeconomics, the supply and demand analysis is really what's been driving this market over the past couple of years. And all we've done is kind of refuel the demand in a way that could ultimately hurt certain buyers for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we've seen rates drop down like 2% uh, from, from the peak. And even when rates were at 75 7.8%, the market was much slower than it was, but it was still, it was normalizing. It was balancing out where we saw buyers go in and finally they were able to get repair requests done on a home. They weren't waiving inspections, putting an appraisal gap in. But now what we're seeing with this, this program, which is great in theory, what happens is now everyone is getting pushed out and buyers with Rhode Island Housing can buy up to 546,000 and change. So what do you think is happening to all of the homes? Prices are going through the roof. Inventory continues to drop. So if you are a homeowner, if you're an absentee landlord, if you are somebody who owns property and you're like, ah, should I sell it or not? We want you to give us a shout here. You've got a full-on legal support team. You've got my team and I, we're going to help you out. We'll get your property on the market and get you a lot of equity right now. I can I can tell you that. So 401-359-2338 is my direct number. 401-359-2338. And we'll make sure that you're taken care of in each and every way and see if it's right for you. Good stuff. Melissa Delena of Delena Law. Thank you so much for coming on today. Appreciate it. Oh, always my pleasure. Thanks everyone for listening. You're welcome. Thank you. And stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with Jennifer Jaber and RI Bloggers. Top five events happening here in Rhode Island. Again, this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show powered by Delana Law. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on iHeartRadio. All right. Thanks so much for joining us again. We've got Jennifer Jaber of riblogger.com on the phone with us. Jen's here each and every week talking about the top five events happening here in our lovely <laughs> Jennifer, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Say hi to your puppy for me. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm location. You got puppies, there. chickens. You got a, a yep. farm. I love it. Of <laughs> course. The... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it gets loud. Remember the rooster time when that was the rooster? Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Uh, what's happening? Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, so if you're a karaoke fan, Audrey's Coffee House in South Kingstown heats up on Saturday nights. With karaoke and cocktails, you can join Dr. Landry and Johnny Angel, along with your hosts, Ashley and Jared, um, for great food, drinks, and karaoke with style. It's actually every Saturday from 8 to 11. Um, and if Saturdays don't work, you can catch Dr. Lang and Johnny Angel Tuesdays at Park Place Bar in Cranston from 7 to 11. So if you like karaoke, which is always a fun time, mm -hmm. uh, definitely check those out. Uh, this is a great event, which happens every year. The 2023, actually, they took a hiatus with COVID, but it's back. The 2023 Newport Winter Festival um, takes place from February 16th to the 27th. So that's 10 whole days of live music, foodie contest, um, lots of kids' activities, and much more. Some highlights include the chili cook-off, the hot drink contest, um, horseback rides on the beach, which sounds amazing, Polar Pineapples Ice Bar, Comedy Ice Creations, and more. And it's only $10 for a festival bracelet. You can get all the details at NewportWinterFestival.com. Um, Saturday, February 18th, the Pivotal Brewing Second Annual Mardi Gras Party will be happening from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, it'll be followed by the Potty Gras, Potty Gras on February 19th. Um, so it's an entire weekend filled with purple, green, and gold. Um, some traditional Cajun and Creole cuisine and jazz. Um, the new Magnolia Jazz Band plays four to seven 
And on Sunday, you can celebrate the pups um, from one to five, and you can dress your pup in festive Mardi Gras costume and join the parade at 2.30. Um, Saturday, February 18th and 19th, if you have a little one in the family, I know a couple of years ago, my daughter would have loved this. Um, the P-Pack presents Paw Patrol Live, Heroes Unite. You can follow Ryder um, and his fellow Paw Patrol pups as they face their greatest challenge yet. Kids will love seeing their favorite Paw Patrol heroes unite to save the world from RoboDogs clones. And um, you can get all the details at ppacri.org. Is your little guy a Paw Patrol fan? He is. Oh, my God. Yeah, he loves Paw Patrol. Yeah, Fern was so, so into it when she was little. And last but not least, Sunday, February 19th, is Lawn Cereal's Magic Show Family Brunch at the Hometown Tavern in Warren at 10.30 a.m. Um, the event entertains toddlers to grandparents. It's a family-friendly brunch with comedy, magic, tons of audience participation, um, and as always, a live bunny rabbit. And you can head to hometowntavernri.com to get your tickets and more details. Awesome. Sounds great. And you can check it all out at riblogger.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Appreciate having you on here. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks. Have a great week. Awesome. You're welcome. You too. Thank you. Great show today. I would like to thank Melissa Delena of Delena Law as well as Danny Wang of Engel and Volkers Boston for jumping on talking about the Boston market, as well as Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage, RI, the RIMortgageGuy.com. Check them out. And Jennifer Jaber of RIblogger.com. Thank you so much for keeping this show on and live here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut areas. And we're happy to help you out. 401 359-2338 is the phone number. Feel free to give me a call or text anytime. And we'll see you later. I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show signing off. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you.